0: All right, now, let's talk about intestinal obstructions next. So we're off We're off constipation now. Don't worry, we'll come back to it when we do the drugs. So we have, first of all, it's called simple, which is a mechanical obstruction. So if you have cancer in the way, that would be a mechanical obstruction. Um, then we also have what's called functional, which is caused by paralysis of the intestines. So... A herniation is an outpouching that goes through the abdominal wall and can get pinched off. That can cause, um, that can cause uh, intestinal obstruction. You also have something called intussusception, which sounds like it has way too many S's in it. And basically, it's when a tube folds back over on itself. It prevents it from functioning normally. So it looks kind of like this. So it kind of doubles back in over itself. You've got a torsion, what's called a torsion or a volvulus, which is uh, a twisting of the bowel. And these can happen for no apparent reason. Your bowels just twist up on each other. That can also happen. So um, how many of you ever used a garden hose? And you know how they come coiled up and you straighten them out, but if you don't do a good job, it can actually kind of twist and twist itself off. That's a volvulus. That is common in horses? Say again? Yeah. yeah. Then we also have diverticulosis. Now, diverticulosis is usually in the large intestine. So the large intestine is segmented. Um, Something like that and has these little out pouches in it like this. I'm sure you've seen a book where they're you know, see them. Okay. Well if these little out pouchings become weakened, they can end up like this, and they end up with a pocket. So that pocket is called a diverticulum or diverticula if there's plural or diverticuli. The act of having these is called diverticulosis. If they become inflamed, diverticulitis. However, just the mere fact of having this structural abnormality can make them not work as well and cause a partial obstruction. Tumors on the inside and on the outside can both cause obstructions. On the inside, they grow into the way, and on the outside, they grow so big they put pressure on it. What's called a a paralytic ileus, or just in the term, ileus, you'll say, oh, he's got an ileus. That's where the ilium stops um, doing its peristalsis and basically just freezes up. It's a very common um, post-surgical um, complication. And one of the things we can do as nurses to help, help prevent it is to get the patients up and walking as soon as possible afterwards. And then finally, something called fibrous adhesions. Now, what does the gut usually look like? What what do intestines look like? It looks like this, right? They're all like coiled up in and around each other. So let's take this little coil right here. Now, if we have surgery on the abdomen, cut it open, who here has seen abdominal surgery? Um, that wasn't laparoscopic. So they actually took guts out. Well, when they put them back, what do they do? (laughs) They squish them back in, (coughs) stretch it together, and sew them back up. And they go, oh, they'll straighten themselves out. Well, sometimes what happens is, instead of straightening themselves out, you get bands of fibrous tissue that start growing. It's basically excess scars. These surgical scars are called adhesions. The adhesions can actually twist off or pinch off parts of the gut. It can only happen after surgery. Um, it's most common after surgery. It usually doesn't happen in people who uh, who haven't had surgeries. The uh, adhesions are also incredibly painful. Um, there's a woman in my neighborhood who had. Um, a small bowel resection because she had necrosis from adhesions. So, all right. Um, as far as the pathophysiology goes, it depends on the location, the onset, the length, and the ischemia. So, if there's ischemia, that part of the bowel will die, and the patient can then also die unless it is. Surgically removed or fixed. Now, in the small intestines, if you have an obstruction, you're going to get accumulation of water and electrolytes proximal to the obstruction, and then you're also going to get distension. So the belly is going to be, or abdomen is going to begin to distend, and you may get plasma diffusion into the lumen, which can cause dehydration. If it's in the large intestine. A lot of it's going to depend on whether the cecum is competent or not. So if the cecum is competent, then it depends on what's getting into the small intestine, if anything's getting from the small intestine into the large intestine. Manifestations, bowel sounds may be hyperactive if there's a complete obstruction, may have colicky pain, secondary to distension, so pain that comes and goes very intensely in the abdomen. Um, if it's ischemic, the pain will be constant. And then the patient may have what we call functional dehydration. What does that mean, Kara? What does functional dehydration mean? Want to help her out, Kelly? Sagan? No, there's plenty of water in the body. It's just not where it needs to be. So if you come back to this slide, accumulation of water and electrolytes, plasma diffusion into the lumen. Yeah. Yeah. So your body is going to steal, blo- steal water from the blood and it's going to put it into the gut. So even though there's plenty of water in your body, it's not where it needs to be. And where does it need to be? In the blood. All right. So functional dehydration can cause an increased hematocrit. So what is hematocrit? concentration Concentration of red blood cells. If you've got water being sucked out of the blood and put into the gut, what's going to happen to the concentration of red blood cells? It's going to go up. What's that going to do to your blood? It's going to make it thicker. So it's going to make it sludgy. Um, that's going to make it harder for your heart to pump. That can lead to hypotension, tachycardia, and shock. So some other things that can happen are malnourishment because you're not absorbing nutrients properly, ischemia or necrosis of the affected area, and then if there's a perforation, that can lead to sepsis. And what will happen to that patient, Tiffany? They want to die. So what are we going to do for them? Okay, we will give them pain meds, but well. what else? What do we want to do for them? There's a perforation. What lives in the bowels? Bacteria. Those bacteria are now leaking out and causing infection. So we're going to surgically fix it and we're going to give them antibiotics. Is that really that hard? I didn't say it weird. You said it weird. Yeah, but then I explained it again. Yeah, well, she didn't say it loud enough. All right, so what are we going to do for the ischemia necrosis? Surgery. We're going to cut it out, and then we're going to reconnect it back. What's it called when you reconnect it back? anastomosis what are we going to do about the malnourishment we are not going to feed them that's going to make it worse what's TPN total peripheral nutrition total parenteral nutrition yes okay that was tough I don't think so I need to be burped. Okay, <laughs> evaluation. I have colicky pain. <laughs> evaluation, history and physical. Radiology ultrasound. Replace the electrolytes. Decompress because there's you know where there's where there's a uh, obstruction, pressure is building up behind it. So you're gonna decompress it. So they may have what kind of thing that you put in. Now, do you put drains in usually? What have you learned how to do in that very lab that would suck stuff out? NG tube. Oh. And then surgery.